Lecture topic: Making the home a sanctuary. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladina astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahi rahman rahim يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم املك عليك لسانك وليسعك بيتك وابك على خطيئتك او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected mothers and sisters two weeks ago we had commenced the discussion on this hadith sharif where Hazrat Uqba bin Amir radiallahu ta'ala an had inquired from Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa about the manner in which to remain safe from the fitna of all sorts and the advice was given to him three aspects mentioned the first was amlik alayka lisanak control your tongue this was discussed a bit two weeks ago the importance of keeping control of the tongue and how many things go very very uh, go in a very awkward situation go in a very wrong direction as a result of what a person uttered what was said how it was said these things create a lot of problems sometimes if something wrong was said or something was said in the wrong manner and therefore there's a lot of emphasis in the ahadith, the Quran Sharif itself, on controlling the tongue and speaking that which is correct, which is best. So there was, there were a few things discussed in this regard. Nevertheless, to move on to the second aspect. So the three things mentioned, first was amlik adeka lisanak, control your tongue. The second aspect was وَلْيَسَعْكَ بَيْتُكَ Let your home be sufficient for you. Now the home being sufficient, this refers to remaining at home unless there is some need to emerge. Now everybody's needs are not the same. The need for men is different. The need for women is different. There might be certain common needs but by and large there is a very vast difference. The man is responsible for earning a living for the family, to earn halal rizq has been made a responsibility upon him. Talabu kasbil halali faridatum ba'd al-farida. So that is his need as well. More important than that, the man, men have been commanded and it has been made wajib upon them to perform their salah with jama'ah and they should go to the masjid for this. So, this is a shari'i need that they should go to the masjid for their five daily salah. And we should be, meaning as mothers and sisters, be helping this very much. Especially in a situation where somebody might be slacking, not really taking the effort to make sure that they are going to the masjid to perform the salah. Then, we should play our role and take the reward of the Salah with Jama'ah in the Masjid by encouraging them, by highlighting the importance of Salah with Jama'ah 
somebody is not waking up on time to help them by waking them up. Somebody is lazing around so to remind them, to get them to move. That it is time up now, that they should now move and proceed towards the masjid. We should take the responsibility of our children, our sons that now are growing up. And even to encourage our husbands, other, other men folk at home, somebody's father, etc. But obviously in a suitable manner, in an appropriate way that they should be going to the masjid. So they, this is their need as well, their dini need. Likewise, to go and learn deen for men, this is boys as they grow up, they would need to now go and acquire further knowledge of deen. So this would be now requiring going out to a madrasa, to a darul ulum, to spend time in a boarding, for example, whatever the case is. Then there are other dini needs of going to spread the word of Allah Ta'ala, various other aspects. So in any case, these are the needs Allah Ta'ala has placed on a man to leave his home for. So whether there is a dini need or a need for earning halal risk or some other necessity, then he will go. And women have different needs. According to their needs, if there is a need, then they will also leave the home for that particular need and to the extent of that need. But apart from these situations of need, this is the message and the lesson and the command. Let your home be sufficient for you. Now the home, home is a sanctuary. In a sanctuary, things are protected. So this is the home, that the home has been made as a sanctuary. And if a person remains at home, then they will be protected from many, many issues. A person leaves the home, so depending where somebody's home and where they're headed to, but by and large nowadays, person barely steps out of the house and is already sometimes confronted with some fitnas. People living in cities especially, people living in the midst and in the heart of town or sometimes even in suburbs too depending on the environment of that suburb what goes on sometimes so sometimes a person let alone going anywhere far has barely walked out of his driveway maybe or barely taken a few steps out of his house sometimes and already confronted with so many issues confronted with so many things that now a person has to now remain very firm to avoid getting caught up in fitna. So now this is how dangerous it is out there. So now the person who was inside their home, they were in the sanctuary. And when they came out, they got exposed to so many risks. Risk of being shot at. Now one is when we think about being shot at, so we understand this to be in that somebody might be wanting to rob someone, somebody might be wanting to hijack someone, kidnap someone. So now he might get shot at. These things unfortunately are also true. In many places the danger levels are very high. But more dangerous than even that is being shot at by shaitan. Being shot at by shaitan, the arrows of shaitan. <coughs> For example, in the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned, that when a woman leaves the home and now she is not correctly attired or whatever and but she has left the home 
So shaitan peers at her. In other words, now how to now get her caught up in something. Get her caught up in some fitna. So now this is what shaitan starts shooting his arrows. So getting shot at. Refers here to this. The shaitan doesn't leave anybody. He tries to derail whoever he can get his clutches on. A person has walked out of the house, walked anywhere, and now he's not guarding his gaze. So that haram glance, whether it is male or female, whoever is casting it, the haram glance, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in the Hadith Sharif, is among the poisonous arrows of shaitan. So now via the person's own gaze, shaitan is now, it's so to say like, when you are to shoot an arrow, then it's first placed into the bow. So shaitan, when he wants to shoot this poisonous arrow, the bow becomes the very eyes of the person. And shaitan shoots it through those eyes. He uses that as, as his bow, so to say. Meaning that glance, that gaze. That becomes shaitan's bow. And then he lets that arrow fly and it goes straight into the heart. Now what a dangerous thing this is. That a person now emerged from the home, but because they were not guarded, they were not taking care, they were being very casual and not concerned how they are conducting themselves, just looking anywhere, what became the end result? That the heart is getting pierced with the poisonous arrows of shaitan. And the poison of shaitan is now seeping into the heart. Now what's going to become the result of such a heart? What's going to be the outcome? It's obvious that heart is going to be poisoned. And a poisoned heart is going to think in a poisoned manner. And the poison of shaitan that like the poison, physical poison, poison that a person might just take by mistake, it paralyzes the nervous system. A person becomes totally in, there's, there's no senses left. And then it could lead to death. It sometimes kills a person completely. Depending on the severity of the poison. Snake has bitten somebody, that thing leaves a person senseless sometimes loses complete feeling. So likewise, when the poison of shaitan has crept into the heart, then it leaves a person spiritually without feeling. So now the feeling that I should be doing this correct, this is what's required of me, that feeling has died down. That if it is first also, but nauzubillah, uh, we'll worry about it later. So the feeling and the fervor to fulfill the laws of deen has died off because of the poison of shaitan. And then the, the disgust, the feeling of disgust for haram or at least some level of fear that was being felt regarding anything haram, that too now starts dying off. And as a result, the person can't seem to do anything right and can't seem to stay away from anything wrong. Now this is the effect of what? The effect of this poison in the heart. Now when this poison has seeped in, so now what do you expect? So now where this came from? Now primarily the home was supposed to be the sanctuary and the danger was outside. So now the person stepped out and got exposed to all these risks and now fell into what not and as a result the heart was completely engulfed in darkness and the whole line went off. Many people after a holiday
they complain about their condition. I don't know what happened. That's the starting line. I'm not sure where things went wrong. That this kind of the statements it starts off with. What's the problem? Problem is that all the amal I was doing is all lost. I can't seem to get going with anything. And I can't seem to refrain from so many sins which I never committed for a long, long time or never did it at all. Now these things are just, I'm falling into these things. Where it started off from? So where it started off from, we allowed Shaitan to shoot his arrows in the heart. Now this is just one, one aspect which is being discussed as a result of emerging from the sanctuary of the home. Unfortunately, very tragically, nowadays the home also has been compromised. That sanctuary which was supposed to protect us from so many things, the very sanctuary has been compromised. The snakes and scorpions that were lurking outside, many of it has been brought inside. They are being accommodated and fed in our own homes so that now we don't need to go outside to get exposed to these risks. And all the problems that were being experienced outside are being experienced inside also. The gaze through the phone and whatnot is all lost. That arrows of shaitan are flying at a high speed non-stop because of what a person is engaged in. Outside it's still sometimes person is worried that who might be watching him and somebody might be observing what he's doing, where he's going, what he's looking at. And in the privacy of his home, of his room, he feels, well, nobody is here to watch what is going on. And I can just can't continue whatever I want to do. Nobody else is here. That's the situation that we put ourselves in, totally forgetting that Allah Ta'ala is all aware. Allah is watching. Allah Ta'ala knows. Now, this is the outcome of having forgotten Allah Ta'ala, that the sanctuary of the home has been severely compromised and we brought all the dangers inside and now we are getting stung and bitten right in our own homes because of all these devices. So the point now is number one, the sanctuary of the home has to be revived. Make the home a sanctuary. How? Get rid of all the means of sin from the home and make the home conducive to deen. There must be a'mal being performed in that home. Salah is regularly performed. Somebody is making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif at different times. Sometimes somebody in the morning, somebody in the evening. So the home is alive with Qur'an Sharif at various times. And there's time for zikr, for tasbihat, for ta'aleem. All this brings alive the home and creates an environment of deen in the home. Now the person who's walking into that home after a long day outside out of the need of work, out of the need of business or whatever other situation might be. When such, when a person now after such a day has to return home, he returns home to an environment that energizes his Iman, that revives the spirit of Iman in him. All the attacks of nafs and shaitan that were taking place outside on his heart, through his eyes, through his tongue, through his ears and through whatever interactions were happening and some people just don't then remain conscious about this because it's a daily thing and they become casual, become relaxed and as a result so much gets compromised sometimes. Now the person has come home, 
So the iman of the person is now boosted. The chances are inshallah with the barakat of this, the next day the person will be far more conscious and far more careful and stay away from those things that harm iman, stay away from what compromises one's deen. So the home has to be revived. The spirit of the home, the correct environment in the home. The home, the home must remain a sanctuary in all its dimensions. A sanctuary for a person's deen, that is the primary thing. So now at home his deen is protected. He's not getting caught up in fitna. not getting caught up in haram. So that's the protection of his deen. Again, if he brings the fitna inside the house, then how is he going to stay, stay safe? The home was meant to be the sanctuary from that fitna. But if he now keeps, keeps all the devices in the, all the haram mode continuing, then where is, the fit, the, where is he going to get safe from that fitna? So, the one angle of that protection of the home was from the angle of deen, that it must be a sanctuary for his deen, that it must be a sanctuary for his emotions. person should come home and feel completely relaxed, feel very calm, there should be a feeling of happiness. Now definitely this is a two-way thing, just as it is important that any wife, mother, sister, daughter who is in the home makes the environment such for the returning husband, father, brother, whoever it might be, that the home becomes an inviting place to relax the mind, to be calm, to be happy. There's an equal responsibility on the father, the husband, the son, the brother, whoever. That now when he's returned, he enhances that atmosphere, that good feeling in the home by bringing in cheer, bringing in happiness, bringing in a manner that now makes everybody feel comforted, makes everybody feel calm and happy. So it's a two-way thing, no doubt. And this is the spirit of a home. Now, when this will become the home, then will become very much alive. Because people will feel at home in their homes. Otherwise, at home, they will feel like they're just in a house. It's supposed to be a home, but it will feel like just being in a house. There's tension, there is a lack of good communication, there's a lack of harmony and peace. People are at edge. Small things become major issues. There's things happen anywhere and everywhere. In every home there's something or the other that sometimes some misunderstanding or sometimes somebody forgot something or somebody said something out of turn. These things happen anywhere. But if the correct spirit is there, then these things very easily are overcome. It might be a minute or two before something is now done with. There was something that slipped up somewhere, somebody was irritated with something, somebody was upset over something, but it will take two minutes to get over it. And in two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, in a short time, the peace, the harmony, the happiness will be restored. Obviously, there cannot be any compromise in the laws of Allah Ta'ala. That is the priority that has to be upheld. 
But in day-to-day things, very easily these things will be overcome. So, this is the target, this is the spirit that we have to bring alive. And then we will see how easy it will be to live what has been described to us in the Hadith Sharif as the means of protection for ourselves from every fitna. Nabi Kareem says, Wal baytuk. The home must be the sanctuary. The sanctuary physically, it's the protection. Outside a person is at risk. Inside he is safer. His deed is the prim- primary thing. Likewise, emotionally, the home should be a sanctuary for the person's emotion, for his emotional peace and comfort. So when he walks home, he feels completely at peace, at ease, relaxed. Everybody has a role to play in making the home such. This is not something that happens by just wishing for it, something that happens by uh, passing on the responsibility to somebody else, that is your responsibility to make sure this is how it goes, and my responsibility is to just do what I want, then it's never going to happen. So everybody has a role to play, everybody's cooperation will be very necessary, but in many, many things, when numerous people's cooperation, or many people's cooperation is necessary to get it done, there are those who take the lead in getting everybody in a nice way to cooperate. And somebody takes the lead in getting things going in the right direction. Then others, mashallah, follow as well. But somebody takes the lead. It's not like, okay, your job or my job, but you didn't do it, so I'm not going to do it. But you should have done it like this, and therefore I will not do it like this. Then we'll keep going in those circles, and we'll start spinning around even more. And Allah forbid way it'll finish off. So we don't wait for somebody else to do the right thing to make the home a home. We do the right thing. And when we will take the lead, inshallah, and this is not something which is a once-off effort, it's something where some button is pressed and the machine will carry on, and we'll just now sit down and just enjoy the end product. No, we have to keep it going. Many things have got become automated, over time with the advance in technology is getting even more automated and more faster and whatever else but insan is insan still insan is not automated neither are we automated and neither is anybody else automated now we can just press one button and everything will just fall into place overnight so now if we have ourselves been conducting ourselves in a in an incorrect manner but now there's, mashallah, a genuine resolution, there's a firm decision that I need to change this, I need to move forward positively, I need to do what is right. Then, inshallah, we will see the benefit of this. Uh, and despite that good intention, there's a chance we can sometimes slip up. There's no button to press. Insan, it's not a button. There's no machine here. It'll, it'll be a process. But if we committed to the process, then, inshallah, we'll see gradually how things will progress. So, neither can we, nor do we do things overnight and make big changes overnight. At the same time, we can't expect this from others. So, it requires everybody to understand one another and jointly cooperate to improve. Remind one another in a good manner, takes things forward in a nice way, and it will only happen if it is on the foundations of deen. If 
it is on anything else, that now to keep the home happy and peaceful every week or once in every couple of days, we'll sit around and watch one movie. Now people do these kind of things, that's what they talk about too, that now this is how we were trying to pass the time and how we were keeping the peace. Now they were keeping, the, everybody was now getting very rowdy and getting very argumentative and even getting violent sometimes. So now how they decided to keep the peace? They decided to keep the peace by getting everybody involved in watching some movies. Now watching that movies is drawing down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala, the anger of Allah Ta'ala. And now that's how we want to bring peace in the home. Is it ever going to happen that a person wants to feel cool, so he decides, okay, put the heater on and we'll feel cool. Light a fire in the home and we'll feel cool. Lighting the fire, how are you going to ever feel cool? going to increase the heat. So outwardly it might seem shaitan will deceive a person that now for that half an hour, for that one hour, everybody seemed to be calm. So that's the way to go. But the the azab that comes as a result of this haram is that, that for that short while, that deception, people seem to be calm, but they double up after it. And then the drama gets more. And then even the neighbors sometimes are seeing the free entertainment. Meaning they are also watching what dramas are carrying on and how things are going on, what kind of issues are happening. So now, what we thought was the way forward, that became a huge way backwards. So the peace, the happiness, the harmony, the tranquility of that home, the good feeling among the people of the home can never happen based on haram. It can never happen based on what Allah is displeased with. So it will only come in the way that what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. Not long ago, one person came and just talking about some issues at home, etc. And that this is a thing that he braces himself every day when returning home. But Allah khair kare, Allah knows best what's going to be happening today now. How things are going to happen and who and what. And so this is an ongoing story. Until recently, somebody at home decided that they are going to get the talim started. And he says there was like a miraculous outcome. That from the time that the talim started at home, the day that the talim, whenever the talim has been missed, they see the other side of it. And the days they are doing the talim properly, there is a completely different atmosphere. Very positive. Well, maybe everybody won't see it so dramatically. But if somebody was burning in fire and he's just out, not even in an air-conditioned room, he knows where he came out from. So one is somebody is just in a room where he never was in fire and he was never in an air-conditioned room, he feels that heat as well. But the person came out from the fire, just merely being out of the fire is such a great thing for him. Even if he is under the sun, no shade also, but the fact that he's out of fire, subhanallah, he really appreciates now what he has been blessed with. So, somebody who was in that depth of problems and whatever, and now that the talim started, he is feeling like a major change and major difference, positive difference. So likewise, anybody will feel the, will, will achieve that goodness of the talim, it does not necessarily mean that everybody will feel something specifically happening which they can identify that this was the effect of the talim, but it's there, it's certainly there. 
if mashallah a home is peaceful a home there is that harmony there is that muhabbat from beforehand through the amal of deen through the obedience to the commands of Allah Ta'ala so, Alhamdulillah that brings his barakat now the mashallah even started ta'aleem as well so Alhamdulillah things were peaceful things were harmonious but the barakat of this will come in different ways it will add to the barakat it will add to mashallah what was already a good environment but it's not necessary we'll be able to specifically identify it. a person ate some healthy person good healthy person ate some very nourishing food can he say now where the strength went it went to the foot or it went to the head where it went it's there but it's going it's definitely helping but the person was sick he ate that and now he's feeling I was so weak but he's feeling my strength came back I could barely take a few steps I'm able to walk now he is feeling the very clear and dramatic difference but the person was walking well so he can't seem to identify it and tell you okay what happened but it's happening it is happening and things are changing for the better in a way that you cannot specifically identify it. So likewise, the talim in the home may not be something that we can specifically identify. This is what the good has come out of it. Especially, mashallah, a home that, alhamdulillah, is running well. Then you won't necessarily identify something specific as the outcome of the talim. But it's happening. It's nourishing everything. The spiritual nourishment is nourishing everything. And the barakat and blessings are now descending, which cannot be fathomed in our minds, but it's there. So the bottom line again, that Nabi Kareem Wasallam gave us this message in this Hadith Sharif, let your home be sufficient for you, meaning it should be a sanctuary. It should be sufficient for you, and it should become a means of protection of deen, it should be a means of, and a place of comfort. Comfort is not material comfort. If Allah is blessed with the material comfort as well, with halal earning, something has come. MashaAllah, very good. But that comfort will come if the home is a home. Even if it is bare from all material things. But the homely feeling will be felt in that small hut as well. Which is bare of possessions. And otherwise, a palace also will be a cold place with all the amenities and the facilities and the comforts and the luxuries and more than what money can buy it will be a very cold place it will be a place of a miserable feeling in there and a person will be feeling like running away from there so where does that comfort come from? it comes from the obedience of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala then puts that comfort in the hearts and makes everybody feel comfortable makes everybody feel at peace and at ease May Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we revive the spirit of muhabbat in our homes. We revive the imani spirit with all its different sifat and attributes and qualities and make the home a place where the remembrance of Allah ta'ala is taking place till out of the Quran Sharif, Tasbihat, Zikr, Ta'aleem and where the akhlaq of Nabi Kareem Wasallam is upheld all the time. The mu'asharat and social life of Nabi Kareem Wasallam is upheld then their home will become an example of Jannat. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala grant us such homes. Allah Ta'ala make our homes the stepping stone to the home of Jannat. That it becomes a, a little example of Jannat and the a'mal, of, the a'mal that take one to Jannat all alive in that home. Allah Ta'ala bless us all. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. 
اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف المعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله سابد معين الحمد لله